You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hi, I'm John Strong. I'm the large bald man who stands next to Stu Holden when you watch soccer on Fox Sports. You are listening to The Cooligans. Yeah, baby! <laughs> Whoa! Right. That was quality, quantity over quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried to do it too loud because we were in the hotel room. Great. It was right. oddly muted, right? Yeah. It, it muffled yeah. or something. I just lift up the volume a little bit. What's <laughs> <laughs> up? Hello, Duh, baby. <laughs> Hello, yeah. everyone. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, I should have went like good morning, good morning. Okay. Good morning. What's uh, up? At nine thirty p.m. <laughs> I don't know what time it is. Oh, so did you say Morgan? Morgan. Morton. Morgan. Morton. What up, Morgan? Alex, Mor- Alex Morgan's German cousin is good Morgan. <laughs> Hello, welcome uh, to the show. Uh, we are currently in Germany. That's right. Uh, we're excited to be here. Uh, we're we- behind the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the wall it came down a long time ago. Oh, like, shit. <laughs> and also, we are decidedly not behind the wall. Yeah. Oh, no. The plan is ruined. <laughs> uh, so, thank you uh, for listening. If you are listening, if you were heard part one on Total Soccer Show, welcome. Welcome. This is part two. We are here uh, with our friends of the Total Soccer Show. They're colleagues. Okay. <laughs> Work, workplace proximity associates. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Look, as long as, we, as long as the label's clear and I'm not out here hoping for somebody yeah. to put a ring on it, yeah. I think I'm fine with that. Well, welcome to the It's Complicated episode. <laughs> so uh, we are here with Daryl Grove and Hello. Taylor Rockwell. That's right. Epstein uh, didn't kill himself. <laughs> okay. Wait. All right. I, All right. I, can't, I, was, I didn't realize. I didn't realize that was one of the questions. Uh, oh, you, you didn't see that? It was Global? submitted by T. Rockwell. And it's, did Epstein kill himself? And the answer is no. It was submitted by uh, what you call it, uh, Clinton. It was, it was submitted by Hillary Hilton. <laughs> Who could have been? We don't know. Like, don't know. We'll never guess. Uh, so uh, hello again. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm a Alexis Guerrero. All right, we are the Cooligans. We're your favorite, your favorite stand-up yeah. comedians that host the funniest soccer podcast that you've ever listened to. It's not just that, though. It's not just. It's also a TV show. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and it's also not just that either. I know what it is. What is it? It's the goddamn Gullies podcast. Yeah. No, no it's Der Gully Cougars. <laughs> <laughs> With an umlaut over yeah. it, bro. <laughs> yes, uh, Gully. <laughs> so we took uh, a bunch of... <laughs> we took... <laughs> this is a, yeah, there's usually a lot more giggles on this on the part twos. People are going to start thinking we drop edibles in between <laughs> one and two. <laughs> so you, took... you'll, you'll notice that I conveniently left the Epstein part for your episode. Yeah. Oh, you also brought it in... Thirty seconds into yeah, the episode, yeah. you also scribble it over and over in your notebook. It's weird, but you, wrote it on, you wrote it with your blood on the bathroom wall. Yeah, you wrote it to my new tattoo. <laughs> so uh, we took a bunch of questions uh, on uh, online, and uh, we have online. answered. Th- th- these are, oh, what? Um, on the web. On the web. This is uh, so you guys uh, uh, had a bunch of questions on Twitter. I uh, got some questions from our Gully Squad members. So let's start. Oh, the we Gully did squad. not agree to that. Oh. None of the Gully Squad money goes to us. Actually, you know what? Could you guys say hello to the Gully Squad? They love you. 
guys. Hello, Gully Squad. Yes. Give us your money. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh, a you, bunch of Gully Squad members that why, are they don't also want to follow on kids the, in Europe <laughs> that are also on the scouting network. Okay, can you filter so that it's okay? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'd love to answer some Gully Squad. If questions. you don't know, this is a Gully Squad episode. If you don't know what the Gully Squad is, go to our website soccercooligans.com. Hit join Gully Squad. Give us your money every month, and you'll find out what <laughs> Gully Squad is. What a pitch! Yeah. <laughs> it's no, it's why we get to go places. That's the most honest crowdfunding pitch. Yeah, yeah. Give us your money. <laughs> okay, so uh, first question is 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 from Felix Balau, NYCFC. Hey, what up, great, Felix? great dude. He's a he's a guy. He, he designed the TIFOs for NYCFC uh, for the third reel. So he he asked uh, also a wonderful human being, uh, Christian. He goes, "How gully was that eagle you faced off against yesterday?" Yo, let me tell you something. You would have gone toe to toe with that eagle, and my money was on my boy Christian. Toe to talent, I think. <laughs> you know, no, you only have three toes as well. Nobody knows about your foot. <laughs> but I, it was not. We I took a photo with it, but. Taylor, uh, you also did as well. It's a goddamn dinosaur. <laughs> it's a giant, giant Jurassic bird. Park taught me that yeah. dinosaurs became that, and yeah. I get it now. That thing was intense yeah. and did not love people getting real close to it. Like, I'm I sure got, it's used to it, but I got it was definitely... too close to it. Uh, it. It looked at you at one point. It, it shot you an eye. And then it like got closer to you. Yeah, and that's when I realized uh, love at first sight is there possible. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think he didn't look happy, right? Mm. I don't get too Peter-y, but I really think like the natural environment for a big bird like that is yeah. not the press room, or even oh, sure. or even fly, like at <laughs> least like, I don't know if LA. I genuinely don't know if LA's do, but like I know like Benfica's and I think Lazio's like fly around the stadium. Yeah. Like it's a whole like like eagle, bird of prey flying and he seemed to just kind of be chilling in a press conference room. Which well, his I, only yeah. thing is the like full wingspan. Mm-hmm. The crowd like cheers, says something, and it goes. I, yeah, but my, my point is simply that I'm pretty sure that's not what like birds are meant to do. Is like, here's my wingspan. I feel like they're supposed to use that to move. I don't know. I think birds are like finally a roof. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I do wonder that sometimes when they just you see them keep flying and flying and flying. Like that's gotta be tiring. Yeah, it must be nice to just like sit around and get fed. So well, there's it, that part. It was cool that the the handler would like whisper something in the bird's mm-hmm. ear, and he would expand yeah uh, I, i've never seen it's an expander i'll punch you again. I, like do, do eagles know german yeah, like yeah. it's just like a weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just never knew that just naturally it's <laughs> their first language he did, he did have a very casual relationship with that bird that like you could picture them like throwing back some pilsners or something like yeah. that just like having a casual conversation <laughs> like i guess sucked right yeah totally all right can i give you a conspiracy theory i don't think the bird knows german I think that dude knows bird. <laughs> it's, whoa. It's him, and, him and Charlie Kelly. Those are the two. I think my man speaks eagle. Oh I wish that would be like, yeah. oh! Yeah. He, knows, he knows the language of freedom, man. Uh, yeah, but that was pretty cool. I yeah. tracked it. Uh, we, had, we, it did, we had a great time. I know we got to move on. I just got to say, I did not see him bring the bird in. Uh, and so it was, and it was at the exact same time that the maybe starting maybe backup goalkeeper Kevin Trapp was there like giving some Buddhist League of fans jerseys and so it was a strange like hey did you see Kevin Trapp and I was like oh that's interesting and they're like is did that, you see the bird, bird? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was not ready for that I thought you were like that bird has two names <laughs> <laughs> the, the eagle's name is Kevin <laughs> that's a shame yeah, what was the eagle's name uh, uh, Attila? Attila. Attila 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 yeah yeah like so. Attila the Hun but it wasn't named after the Hun but it was named after Attila the Hun except it wasn't but it was okay. yeah. it was a confusing guy it was right? a little, yeah. it was a little also I just want to say how great is it that we got to go to the city that has the only skyline in all of Europe? That, that was a claim. Great. That was a claim. Yeah. That was the tour guide in uh, Frankfurt told us that and all the English people were furious. <laughs> I wasn't. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it just depends on your definition.
Mission of Skydine. I said to one of them, uh, Sam from the uh, Bleacher Report podcast, very funny dude, uh, great guy to hang out with. I said, uh, which other one? I go, which other city has one? He's like, uh, London. I go, well, you won't be a part of Europe soon. So what's up? Hey, and okay. <laughs> and he was also upset <laughs> at that. <laughs> okay, next up we have uh, uh, oh, two questions. I want to get to both of these. So this is um, uh, just a quick note. This is from Danielle Lefebvre from- uh, hey, uh, She's my Lefebvre. This is from DC, uh, great oh, human being. We also, have- what's up, Luca? Okay, baby oh, Luca. And also, also, did you know that- DC United also has an eagle or like also has a, a bird of prey that flies around. Did not know that. Yeah. Cause dude. she, when I posted well, the mascot, photo, but, it, but it has very little instructions, right? We knew there's talent, but then there's another one. I, I can, I'll find the name real fast. Has talent been replaced? There was a competition for talent. Apparently there's, it's an adorable name. It's like Mr. Hoots or something. Like that. <laughs> that made me Aww. so very happy. Ooh. I'll have to try to find it okay. before we end up oh, here. Do you but think yeah. um, Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, that's definitely true. <laughs> I don't know if y'all knew that or not. Um, okay, this is so from the answer. They're, not, a they're not really enjoying that. But do we getting a phone call from Hillary Hinton. <laughs> <laughs> so not a question, but do we expect a stadium pooping update from Alexis? So I, oh, yo, I uh, I went all the way to uh, I went all the way to the Leipzig game to poop. <laughs> yeah, quite a few because they put, I really uh, let it go out there. An eight spot on uh, on mine. I gotta be honest, the whole pooping situation has been a little rough. I've been basically eating nothing but sausages oh and knuckle. I don't understand how Germans are healthy or alive. I don't. I don't understand how all the toilet paper doesn't have aloe vera on it. Y'all Yo, got some ruined buttholes. Yeah. No. No pooping in stadiums uh, in Germany. No. For, you know why there's Alexis? no press bathrooms here. Oh, that's right. That yeah. is weird, right? Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Did Was I talking to you about the bathroom at the stadium, too? That they put it like, it was like a gray wall with a gray door and a small sign that said like WC. But it, it looked like the most like janitor's closet room yeah, I've ever yeah. seen. I was yeah. so confused. Not, it's not clear what the bathroom yeah. was. No. Yes. Well, so like, the interesting thing Taylor about the- said he wasn't sure if what he was going into the bathroom. I'm like, well, I'm peeing in whatever's behind this door. <laughs> so it might be a server. It might be a janitor's bucket. Yeah. And I'm, if- so, I'm curious. Did you guys enjoy this? That the, the press room, quote unquote, was really just like seats out in the stadium, right? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Whereas in a lot of US stadiums, the press room is like behind glass or Red Bull it, Arenas is yeah. like that where you're sitting outside I don't mind that as much so I like it because you get some of the atmosphere you're not looking at it through yeah. glass yeah. but when, then you when, lose out on the food's not right next to you and the bathrooms yeah. aren't right next exactly. to you so you've got to it's, it's, it's a way to do both yeah I mean, in a 50,000 right plus stadium with really lively fans like and, we had and in, you can just make no, the seats toilets uh, for the press <laughs> so you can just I've often thought about having some type of suction device on the couch so that I don't have to get up and go to the bathroom I can just do it right there so that would be wonderful you would never leave the house some people may you guys not, buy some people may not know what we're talking about and we there's apparently a a, a myth that, that has been created that every is it a myth or is it some type it, there's another word for it because a myth means we're not sure if it's real a if, legend an urban legend no it seems like to be like some magic trick. I don't know what it is. There's something. There's. I mean, there's. A, what is a, it? What are we talking a, about? A myth, mythos, or something like that. Yeah. But something. If I poop in your stadium yeah. during that poop, at least two goals will be scored <laughs> for the home team. For the home team. And Wait, that, this is an open legend that you've created by repeating <laughs> it multiple times, right? But it's, it's happened multiple. It's times. happened so often. We were yeah. just in Los Angeles, and and if you haven't seen the LAFC poop story, yeah. on our show, look up on, on our Instagram. You it's can my see citizen it. king. It's it's ridiculous. I, I would say coincidence is not causality, and if you spend half the game in the bathroom, then <laughs> there's going to be some goals while you're in there. I did not. Although the first one, I was in there quite a bit of time. But, yeah, happened. Yeah, in uh, Minnesota, in uh, Allianz Field, this is the first game, and Alexis spends 
way too much time in the bathroom yeah, missing out on this minutes. very unique experience. Yeah. Uh, but well, that's, what saying. Go. that's but, why there were goals when he's in the bathroom. <laughs> but, but a bunch of goals were scored yeah. at that time. Anyway, so. When you got to go, you got to go. Don't hold it. It's bad for your sphincter. <laughs> and did you know you have six sphincters? <laughs> so, but Daniel also did ask. Epstein was what, found with what only is five. happening? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just, <give laughs> what are we doing? Giving everyone an update. don't know why we're talking about poop so much. What? You act like you've never been on a soccer podcast. Daniel also did ask. He said, how frustrated should we actually be with the U.S. Youth National Team's dismal U-17 World Cup showing. They just they didn't even make it to the knockout stages. They lost yeah. uh, 4-0 to Netherlands yep. and 4-0 to Senegal. 4-1 Senegal. And then 0-0 to Japan. Matt Doyle had the tweet that was like, this just proves that worrying about 17-year-olds playing soccer is for psychos. And I <laughs> wish, I wish I could have that mentality. But the truth is I get sucked into like, who's the next big thing? And this yeah. is going to be so exciting. And I like on this show talked about how I thought Rafael Vicky was going to be a good coach. Mm-hmm. I, I had faith in him to get the U.S. playing. Because he's, he's good looking and European. I, well, that's part of it. But yeah. I think like, again, he's another one who like I enjoyed what he said when I heard him talk. It seemed like he had clear ideas about how he was going to communicate. I haven't always loved the U.S. at youth level. It was awkward when we had some questions about like, but isn't this guy a great coach? And it was like, well, I think he's kind of like basic. Um, and so I was excited to see a little bit of deviation in the way the U.S. played. And I saw the de- deviation in the sense that they went from playing OK to not OK. That mm-hmm. was a big deviation. I mean, it's, all, it's worth noting as well that the team that did this poorly at U-17 World Cup last time and mm-hmm. like, didn't make the quarterfinals had, say, Christian Pulisic on it. So it's almost not the performance. Wait, did Pulisic's team not make it out of the group? Didn't make it out of the group. I didn't know that, really. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right. right. See? So it's not, so so it's not necessarily... somebody on this team is going to get sold for 79 million, Possibly. It might be Giorena. Yeah, I'm saying it's not It's not a good indicator of like how good the team's going to be in the future, mm. but it is still a little bit worrying, right? Because Mostly because of the vacancies. At, like, I've been reading a lot of Mike Quartola for Soccer America, yeah, yeah. and he's very concerned that essentially Ernie Stewart came in as GM Um uh, they sort of seem to, what's the word, like disenfranchise Tab Ramos as youth technical director for the past year. So youth coaches who had experience and knowledge and familiarity with this current set of players have been leaving um, and not been replaced. Mm-hmm. So it, he's essentially saying that they've let Rafael Vicky come in and just take these guys to a U17 tournament where Vicky has no experience and doesn't have that much familiarity with the players. Yeah. And they've kind of removed a successful mm-hmm. system and haven't even replaced it with anything yet. And they've I'll, removed what was working and replaced it with nothing so far. And I want to steal a point from Alexis from, I think, our episode where we're talking about Serginho Dest, which is that like sometimes when US does have these players decide to play for the US or Christian Pulisic gets that transfer, it's seen as like, oh, we're, we're doing big things. Like, oh, the US is succeeding. And I think there is a chance that Gio Reynas plays for Dortmund this season. I think there's a chance that he makes the senior team this season. Yeah. I don't think that that means like, oh, okay, we're on the right track. And I think that is how it maybe will be looked at. And it's honestly, yeah. it's kind of what you just said. It's like, well, Pulisic's team didn't do very well and Christian Pulisic's here. And I would argue like that doesn't make things better because we have like one good player who can do stuff. The fact that a talented team of 17-year-olds looked like they didn't know how to play and looked... F- fairly unmotivated at the same mm-hmm. time is more than a little troubling to me. And the worry to me is only Stuart say appointed Behalter, mm-hmm. appointed Vicky, and that there is some like uh, consistency between those two. And then those are the two teams that are not playing well right now. Mm-hmm. So that's, wanna, that's a big picture concern. I want to point out the difference in the run of conversation that you and I had, Christian, and yeah. the run of conversation these two guys had. Yeah, tell us a little different. <laughs> we were talking about sphincters and pooping. <laughs> and these guys had an in-depth conversation about the U-17 <laughs> setup. And uh, everyone who listen to our podcast is, if they're not Total Soccer Show fans before, they are now. <laughs> I mean, well, they're not. They're like, these guys didn't talk about pooping yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. But I this Eugenio does poop. I mean. <laughs> but the U-17 uh, uh, U.S. US Youth National Team uh, was a shit show. So uh, there we go. So All look, right. we merged these two worlds, and this is why 
our relationship works so well. Yeah. <laughs> also, some team, maybe the U.S. soccer team, uh, the U.S. under-17 uh, World Cup team needs to pay me to show up to their home state games and poop. <laughs> and you'll score at least I'm two I'm more goals. concerned that, that right. they're losing this badly more than than they're losing. I I'm not know. because yeah. it's, it's, it's so early. Here's what actually upset me is I didn't realize this. We talked to uh, Lutz uh, uh, Fennenstein. Uh, is that close? <laughs> he is so proud. Right? He knows how to pronounce that name. Yeah. <laughs> he's wrong. He's wrong. Is yeah, that, yeah. Uh, it's uh, a fun and steel. Fun Um, that that guy said. Uh, he mentioned uh the under twenty and the under seventeen World Cup multiple times as part of his scouting. I didn't yeah. realize for him to say those words so many yeah. times that it's such an intense focus for so many clubs. I had no clue. I knew people were scouting it. Yeah, I didn't know it was. Case, right? I didn't know it was that. So yeah. I am. Now a little worried for that because that gives these kids an opportunity. But then yeah, again, well, the good news is a lot of them are already at clubs. Right? Like Gio Reyna doesn't need scouting. No, you he know doesn't. what I'm saying. Did you find that kind of crazy when he was like, "Yeah, I have a guy in Colombia six months out of the year, and yeah. he's like scouting every single team." Yeah. It's made me very interested in Dusseldorf now. Yeah. Every time they sign a player, hearing how much work goes into it and how much they've thought it through, I'm like, "Oh, this guy's going to be good." Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> Taylor got massive. How many more questions we got? Because we've also got a load of Twitter Jesus. questions. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, can we quickfire through? Where did that come from? Yeah, we. Going in longer, these guys just having a separate conversation. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, it's just he has massive calves, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. It's impressive, dude. Yeah. Well, we, we, oh, yeah. I noticed. Wrap him around, man. I, I, I noticed I mean, when, when, we, okay. when, when we were playing uh, in the media football tournament in Germany and dominated. And, and also, uh, uh, Steve Torundolo seemed to have a little bit of a crush on you uh, and, and those calves. He was very I, 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 my, my heart beat generally. <laughs> I generally get started the floor. I was like, what's that name? Did he? Uh, no, that, that he, he was very complimentary of your uh, ability on, on the pitch. He named you MVP. He did. That was, that was a very exciting moment. I think he wanted to give it to somebody else, and then he didn't. I, I maintain that, 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 that statement. He but gave me a trophy, so apparently it's not that big of a deal. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, let's well, go. Well, thank you. That's, that's nice. Let's go Thanks, through, guys. Let's go through so some nice. of these. Let's go through some of these. So uh, this is from Wayne Powell. Uh, a big uh, Timbers fan, great dude. Uh, and, and I'm going to put uh, Brandon Schechter's question together because they're uh, kind of similar. Uh, so he says, uh, Wayne says, on a scale of James Mil- Milner to Jermaine Jones, how gully are German fans? And then Brandon, who is currently in Germany, who we were hanging out with, yeah. uh, he is an Atlanta United fan that uh, that is also German and works in Germany and happened to be in Frankfurt while we were in Frankfurt. In and the same hotel. In the same hotel. While it was, it, it, serendipitous. It was y- y'all know that this, like, that is all the familiar symptoms of a stalker right that like <laughs> yes, like, yes, yes. we are, the, we are stalking brandon yes, yes. there right. we go <laughs> i know what he eats for breakfast it was so weird i came into my room and all the lights were off and he was just yeah. sitting on the bed yeah. <laughs> like what a crazy coincidence what's up brandon? <laughs> so and uh, brandon asked on a scale of one uh fire emoji to three fire emojis how fire emoji is german fan culture so uh, we've gotten to see 40. it in, in two games. Yeah. yeah, it is uh, pretty incredible how um, not, one thing stands out more than anything else is how you I don't wanna, let Christian finish your sentence. <laughs> yes. No, it stands out to me because I, I want to say Christian said one of the funniest things. It was when they start whistling mm-hmm. as a group of people. Yeah. It's louder than anything I've ever heard. And it's Christian really at one point looks yeah. at me. He's like, do they have a device for that? <laughs> like, is yeah. this real? It's is that very, their mouth? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is wild. Like, I don't know how you could focus as a soccer player. I had to like yeah, cover my ears. Yeah, it's uh, pretty intense. I mean, it's it goes without say. Like if on TV, it does seem pretty wild. But when you're actually here, yeah. kind of inhaling the 
toxic smoke <laughs> in the air. You really feel it. <laughs> you really feel it. You know, you. <laughs> the, the the atmosphere of the toxic smoke. The, that like I've not experienced anything that loud. That was pretty incredible at both stadiums. The the only thing that like slightly dampened it for me is I just kept seeing these tens of thousands of people just crushing beer nonstop throughout the game. Like, like pint after pint after pint. Yeah. We went to get beers today during the game and we found out only non-alcoholic beer yeah. served there. But Frankfurt serves light alcohol okay. beer. So, so then like Frankfurt 2% more hardcore. Dusseldorf interesting. just sipping on beer for the taste. Yeah. But suddenly I was like, man, how are they like still singing and jumping? And they all like have it together when they've been drinking beer the whole time. And the answer is because they're all sober. Is now that why there's sense. no TIFO in England? Is because everyone's too drunk to make it Probably. 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 That's what they call dance. And, now, now, wobbly. and Alexis, you're absolutely right. Because now, now that I think about it, I was like drunkenly like run into by two different people on the walk back from, yeah. from Frankfurt. So yeah, Frankfurt there's got, definitely a, a few uh, beers being thrown Frankfurt back. got litty as hell. I, yep. I love the culture Some pre-gaming. Some literal pre-gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, next up, this is a Twitter question. This comes from Kevin Chan. He says, uh, "Did not Alexis try pizza in Germany? And if and if so, how trash was it, my guys?" Uh, I didn't try it, but I looked at it, and it is all trash. <laughs> okay, no, we don't want to get to, but we talk about pizza too much. Uh, this is from just answer all of them with it's trash. <laughs> oh wait, wait, uh, this uh, pizza in <laughs> Scheiße. <laughs> Ah, that means this pizza's trash. Yeah, it is. You okay. said dis a pizza. That's what it is. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll show it to you. I was like, dis a pizza. Yeah. Pizza trash. Pizza. Pizza me. Whoa, what a match. Mario Kugin Brothers. German Mario. Uh, this is from... Uh, d- Mario Basler. There you go. The d- 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 football for you and me. Uh, and, and they ask, I'll ask the simple question. What has been the most surprising thing you didn't expect to find on this trip so far? All four of you answered individually if possible thank you can you, for say your work. Sorry, can you say that one more time Is it, uh, I'll ask a simple question what has been the most surprising thing you mm. didn't expect to find on this trip so far especially what's the most surprising thing yeah so yeah. Uh, I'll go first I will I'll say that I've never been to Germany before and uh, when we uh, did the, the like the um, uh, you know seminar thing with the Eintracht Frankfurt the, the supporters that they, they so uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, their supporters group is so large that they need to have a supporter liaison that that basically is the middle person between the supporters and the actual it's front office. A thousand fan groups, which I can't believe is true. But yeah. I don't know maybe that is. is SLO. It's like a lot of clubs have that yeah. in Germany. Yeah. So uh, some people may not know that, right? So the um, yeah. uh, one thing that was interesting was about how uh, in German uh, German football culture. Uh, you know, we hear about what's going on in like Italy and like racist chants and all that stuff, and, and Germany's really really doing everything they can to get rid of that stuff and uh the guy that we met he just seemed like a badass dude that's like no we don't we do not deal with that we I mean, we don't tolerate any uh, uh racist behavior any homophobic behavior and the one thing also germans uh feel there's a certain level of of real shame that they feel about their history that they make very clear that they are it's it's kind of amongst it's in the culture yeah. and everybody or, or the frankfurt museum yeah. hides a certain couple of decades just, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but at least i get what you're saying at least some stuff happened it, anyway the 80s were good genuinely <laughs> in the least trafficked corner of that museum yeah. Yeah. It's, it's where that memorabilia was yeah and but at the very least i i, I like that part because it, it's very different from american culture where they yeah. kind of uh, don't embrace it they hide it yeah, uh, and so, yeah it's the thing where germany's like recognized its past and yeah. dealt with it and confronted it and is ashamed of it and then takes action to not do it again exactly and as far as american like sort of culture is like that was a hundred years ago yeah. like, what are you oh, still mad about still mad about last week <laughs> come on <laughs> so that was the most surprising thing for me 
All right. Oh, me next. Um, yeah, so let's go genuinely, the, um, the size of the stadiums mm-hmm. and the attendance at two teams that I didn't think of as being big clubs, right? So when I was told we're going to see an on-track Frankfurt game and it's against Bayern, I was like, oh, cool. We'll see Bayern. We'll see a big team. And maybe they'll be like, I don't know, 30,000 on track Frankfurt. How big could that be? 51,000, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and then the next game was what? Dusseldorf Köln. I was like, which, all right. Which we had heard was going to be an intimate game. Yeah. So it's like, a oh, much I'm more not, intimate. That's maybe, the definition like, of intimate for them, maybe right? Maybe like 25,000 people are there. 54,000 people. <laughs> These stadiums are gigantic and they're full. Like, I don't know. I think maybe I'm sort of indoctrinated with the Premier League um, stuff yeah. of like, we've got the best fans, the biggest stadiums, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so the, the size of what I think of as mid-table teams is really impressive and surprising. Yeah. Um, I think I was, I was, I don't know if this was like surprise, but it was more of a like, oh, okay, now I get it moment was I've heard so many different European journalists talk about how strange it is to them that American press boxes are behind glass and how yeah. you're usually glassed in, in a box with air conditioning, everything like that, which is lovely when it's really hot, but it does sort of kill the atmosphere and I've always just been like, yeah, but you know, you're in a press box. You're not supposed to really cheer. You're supposed to be like a neutral person there to report facts. But it really makes a huge difference because uh, both of the stadiums we were at, it's the open air press box. You're up high, but you're out there. You're surrounded by the fans. Like I was the person sitting next to me on my right today, like was like a like a 50 year old. Oh, no, actually, it was it was for a while. Then it was like a 50 year old man who was a Colm fan and was not happy the entire mm. time. But like just to be around that, you get so much more into it. If we've been sitting behind glass, it would have been an, like a fairly ugly yeah. derby. But because it literally we're there, puts a barrier, right? So yeah. you're watching it at one remove when there's glass. Yeah. And so like maybe that's not that groundbreaking to say like a game is better when you can hear everything. But it was a sort of like, OK, I get why people think this is really strange. And yeah. I do sort of wish we had that more that said i think we got a ways to go before we can regularly compete with the size and atmosphere that we saw uh, on display in both of these games yeah we yeah, also I'll, may feel differently if we were here in february also that <laughs> i'll say also that. where's the glass the uh the media food <laughs> at frankfurt was pork knuckle and i love you guys for it it was amazing i <laughs> know uh, the thing i noticed is um you know we're i think we're all trained I, the, the one thing holding the uh bundesliga back is the fact that most Americans aren't going to understand the chance. They're not going to understand a lot of the stuff that's happening. You don't, so you're not going to be able to envelop yourself in the atmosphere as much as if you were to show up and be a part of it. Even though we didn't understand the chance, you got to hear it. You feel mm-hmm. it, you know? Um, and that's where the Premier League has a leg up. But in almost every other oh, way. because you mis- understand the language when you hear the chance yeah. on TV. Yeah. You can immediately immerse yourself in the game because you understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, even if the accent's a little different or silly, however you want to think about it. I prefer to call it silly. Um, but I'm joking there. Um, I think one thing that that I didn't realize is and as other than maybe the superstars, I don't know that the I don't know that the Premier League beats Bundesliga in atmosphere or in culture, those things. I don't think it beats it in any of those sort of variables. I think it has the superstar names that the Bundesliga is missing. And other than that, I think in every other way, it's kind of, it's not, maybe not better, but just as good. And I don't think as Americans, we've, we've experienced that. That's surprised you because you didn't expect that. Yeah. Cause I, I, you know, someone who talks about soccer for a living, you would assume I've, I've sort of experienced that and knew it. Like I knew Galatasaray is nuts. You know what I mean? I knew some of those things, whatever. I know Morocco has a great atmosphere, but at every level, I'm like, yeah, Bundesliga. I'm thinking to myself, like Arsenal and Bundesliga, they all have kind of similar traits. I, I think they match up really mm-hmm. well. The difference is, is that most Americans aren't going to be able to understand what's really happening. So you're not really going to get the culture unless you go to a game. 
Uh, I want to piggyback real quick off something Alexis said, because that did, that did jog my memory as to like when you're saying like that you don't have quite the superstars that you do. Yeah. I have always wondered why is that the case? And I've kind of assumed it was like, I'm maybe like not paying attention enough and I don't know like some of the up and coming people, uh, which is definitely the case. But uh, Eddie, who's uh, organized this or been one of the main organizers, we were chatting with him yesterday. I think it was you and me t- talking to him yesterday. And we were talking about how like Germany is like at this point in the year, like cold and gray and it rains. And he was like, yeah, that's why like warm weather people don't like it here. And, and we, it led to a much longer conversation about how it's really if you come here and you're a young Brazilian or a young African and you come here and it's really cold and you don't know anybody and it's gray and everything is closed on Sundays. It's a really hard place to play. And Eddie's point was like, that's why they look to cold weather Scandinavian countries and Russia and like Eastern Europe and places where it's cold. Yeah. And there's a bit more like like uh, what was he phrasing? It wasn't like discipline, but it was just more of a like, this is how things are. So this is how things are. And yeah. so like, that's fine. And you're just kind of accepted and you go with it. But if you're from a warm weather climate, you're going to come here and not enjoy it as much. And I think that is a weird thing that is detrimental to the league is you're not going to have as many like Brazilians and Argentinians coming to play here because it's really, really cold. And but his, they play in England. So they would, if the, if the money was, I guess bigger. that's true. That's a good point. But his, if his, the money his, was bigger, they would. Here's the thing related to that is, um, I was surprised when the Bayern, um, I can't remember his name. So he's an executive mm. was talking about having Coutinho and what a big deal yeah. it was. And I really didn't think, I mean, obviously Felipe Coutinho is a really talented player, but I didn't think of him as like, a star so marketable that Bayern are happy to have him. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? I was really surprised by the celebration Barca of him. And, uh, Liverpool Brazil. and then Barcelona. Yeah, yeah and but also uh, uh, Brazil's national team. Mm. Yeah, He's a no, superstar in a massive country. That's a big deal. But I, I didn't think of him as like uh, as big. They were talking about him like it was having a Messi or a Ronaldo or right. a, you know Neymar or Mbappe. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're I right. You're I don't right. think they they necessarily want to be talking about him like that way. I feel like that's the situation they're in is that that Coutinho is that player to them yeah. right now. I think they would be much happier to talk about an Mbappe <laughs> or, you know, like, I mean, I think they talk about Lewandowski that way, but like, I think they right now is maybe indicative of where Bayern are in terms of the players they have in their squad and how maybe in going forward, we'll see more bigger name players. It's that, a shame, right? Cause you've got like Lewandowski, but maybe everyone's just bored of him. So he can't be such a, like a big star. I, don't think you it's know that. I think it's the language thing again. I think you're getting clips with like, you know, news like uh, sound bites, and you're getting all this stuff from all the English players and all the people that speak English. That's true. When you're getting, yeah. when you're, when you're journalist or whatever, or even if it's like a sick burn, none of none of us are going to understand it. None of us want to read the caption. We want to see, want to hear it. So it's to me, it's the, the language is holding mm-hmm. this whole the whole Bundesliga back, and both ways. It's just because, to English. Yeah, <laughs> dude, go to bundles league. No, but that's but that's but that's what I would say <laughs> because like there will be people who will say like worth remembering like like Robert Lewandowski apparently speaks like like perfect English. Uh-huh. But even then, you don't have reporters asking him questions in English. Nope. You don't have nearly as much coverage. So even if he could speak English, he's not getting those questions. So he's going to speak German and Polish. Like yeah. those are the questions he's going to so get. Either so start, yeah. either change everything to English or go to Mandarin, bro. Christian, how you doing over there? I'm doing fine. Now. <laughs> just, just Sorry, man. Just checking, just checking no, the stocks. It's all good. We probably have time maybe for one more question or maybe two short ones. So is this it about is, Epstein? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the people are very He concerned. still didn't kill himself. This is why they listen to this podcast <laughs> to get those yeah, updates. Alexis poop while Epstein was being murdered. <laughs> That's <laughs> how he was murdered. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kyle Knight, asked, um, he, he asked, uh, after seeing Christian in that Germany jersey, what's everyone on the pod's favorite vintage kit? Maybe maybe a tough question. I don't know. I don't really. I don't really think about vintage kits that often. But oh, I needed time to think about it. Yeah. So well, let's let's leave that one for last. So you guys can can think uh, about it. Some uh, on Twitter, uh, someone had asked. This was from uh, Derek Eans. He says, uh, "Which stadium did you guys enjoy the most?" Simple question. Frankfurt, Commerce Bank. 
Mine's Dusseldorf. I think mine's Dusseldorf as well. I don't know that, why. That, I think three I was, votes, three I was, votes for Dusseldorf. I was more impressed with wow, the fans. That there was a lot of like, I didn't understand what they were singing, but they were singing and bouncing up and down. Yeah. Can I, can I yeah. jump in? This is the story. I meant to tell this earlier. I'm sorry to keep jumping in. I can only tell this on your show though. So <laughs> that's why. There's a moment when they were singing back and forth, like like the, the Dusseldorf fans to the Colin fans and yeah. back. And it had the like call and response thing that you'll see sometimes like college football does that where yeah. it's like they talk back and forth like and it sounded sound like and it like sounded like very yeah exactly mm-hmm. and it sounded very pleasant so i asked our german and i was like oh that's like they're like you know working together like maybe this is a like yeah it's a rivalry but we're buddies and i asked our german speaking friend in front of us like what are they saying and he's like well they're saying fuck you and they're saying no fuck you <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh, okay i get yeah. it now. okay so you seem to be mistaken uh oh fuck you yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 i hear so you and i raise you a no fuck you polite <laughs> 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 Right? It was like, you are shit. No, you are shit. It's the thing that they were saying. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. Um, yeah. But I mean, they were 15th and 16th in the table, right? They're both right. There yes. were yeah, an true. insane amount of flares. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. TIFO was massive yep. uh, uh, in, in the Dusseldorf uh, game. Uh, it, yeah. And, and we were watching a derby, right? So they're, they're clearly, the energy was just different. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I'll give credit to the Bayern fans at um, Eintracht they were the whole game they were loud the whole game even yeah. while the team was down five goals they were yeah. so you they, that, just, they just like looked at their trophy cabinet on the phone and were like oh okay <laughs> oh, keep singing. Yeah. That's, we're good that's what somebody did ask um, uh, a, a question so like uh, Matthew Lundy says well, what does the Bundesliga have that sets them apart from other leagues but like one thing I did enjoy was commitment that commitment to youth Okay, sure, that too. But the 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 connection between the players and the supporters after yeah. they're uh, they're warming up, they go and and you know uh, clap for the supporters. And there's a huge. I mean, the the supporters are are singing before the players even show up mm-hmm. uh, on the pitch. Uh, and that kind of uh, love for the for their club is something I've never really seen yeah. before. Yeah, and like like there was a moment at the end of the first half today when like uh, Dusseldorf had started to I think get on their heels a little bit. I think they're a little bit tired. Colm were kind of getting into it. It was like the 43rd minute and the entire stadium just like erupts in this like Fortuna chant over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah. And it does like raise the end. Like I found myself being like, ooh, they're in trouble. And all of a sudden I was like, yeah, like we're back into this. And I think that like level of energy and enthusiasm that that, that sort of atmosphere brings yeah. has to translate. And I think the players I'll, have I'll to be say for this, sure. I just, Hold on real quick to, to piggyback in your point. Hold on. I think, <laughs> I think what I noticed is most time, most of the times that I see like supporters chanting, it's reactionary, especially mm, in England. Yeah. It's like you fucked up and yeah. let me make fun of you for it. Here, it seems more purposeful it means like let's mm. let's get them going it's a very different that's why i think yeah, I yeah noticed why you because you said that to me i was like oh yeah that's right every time and they got louder and louder as we got closer mm. to the end of the match because they were trying to will them to like not allow the other team to score yeah. that was really impressive oh, watching this game christian six more points real fast uh, no, <laughs> but watching this game the dusseldorf game against uh cologne it does uh i i was not in even an arrogant way i was just like this isn't so much better than MLS, right? You didn't feel that way a little bit. I, I tactically, I, I did not feel that. I, 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 Dusseldorf, I, I, I wasn't a fan. I hate uh, teams that play with like basically no midfielders and they just throw. I see what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just it, tactically, it didn't seem anything more complex mm. than what yeah. we've seen in Major League Soccer. I think that's because it was that derby. So it was a lot about rough yeah. and tumble and just knocking guys over. Okay. And I think maybe that doesn't speak well to MLS that <laughs> it kind of looks like that all the time. <laughs> okay. No, no, but like, but I, I really, I know it could be marketing MLS where every game's a derby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if this is, I shouldn't say I know exactly what you're saying, but I feel, I feel like 
like in hearing what you're what you're saying, I get it because there were moments. Uh, is it like Tomer or Tomas? I forget his name. The the right winger who I believe scored or at least mm, played the ball yeah. in. He, uh, I'm getting it wrong, but it's something like that. Like he had so many moments where he had these incredible like quick technical dribbling, and then he like get to the end line, and then he would cross it like into the fans. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. was that sort of moment of like moments of brilliance combined with moments of like that wasn't supposed to happen. Exactly. I get what you mean. I yeah, get what yeah. you mean. Okay. So uh, the, the final question, which is um, your favorite vintage kit. Anybody have any thoughts? Yeah. 93 Arsenal, which uh, the one uh, that had, it was the Adidas that had the red and blue stripes on the arms coming in at a diagonal. That is the kit that I wish I, I wish I had, I can't find. And I have found it and I don't want to spend like 600 bucks on it. So is it weird that like the USA 94 kit has become so iconic that now it's done like the it's almost it's gone, gone full circle. It's almost yeah. gone into the point of like, uh, maybe it's not that great. Like, yeah. do, do I want to wear that jersey? I don't know. Uh, but I feel like maybe that's blasphemous uh, for me. Like, I really I have an old Rangers jersey that I love very much, even though my Irish friend tried to burn it. Um, <laughs> but that, that's it. I think it's any anything that's representative of the era when we were like, you know what? Puffy. That's what we need these jerseys to be like big and puffy. <laughs> oh, okay. with I puffy those. shorts. I think it's like my Puff those. Daddy for a second. Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> who, yeah. what team did he yeah. play for? Yeah, you didn't know? <laughs> yeah, he was, he's, walk to Brooklyn and get me a soccer jersey. <laughs> Didier Dusseldorf. That was, uh, that was uh, the thing. He, he played for Newell's Bad Boys. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> 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 Brooklyn's was so much better. Okay. I think, I don't know. I'm in awe of that joke. Thank you so much. I'm a professional. You know, uh, I, uh, I I don't really because I didn't really pay attention mm-hmm. to uh, soccer till about like maybe the really like FIFA 2001. That's when I started really focusing on it. But uh, one thing my brother used to do, my brother uh, is a professional handball player. This has come up before, I think. Um, but uh, he used to every time he used to travel, he used to buy me a soccer kit from wherever he went. And that was like my connection to the sport, really. I never even like, he would go to Belgium. He got me uh, uh, like a, a Belgian kit for, uh, from a team. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I didn't watch this, but like, oh, this is, so now I have like connection to it and I care about either the league more or the team more. Um, but he would get me, um, honestly, one of the kits I remember the most uh, that I really, really appreciated was the, um, he got me a Thierry Enrique. You've seen me, you've seen me wear. Yeah, the uh, Burgundy 02. Yeah. And uh, so I have like, uh, I, not that I care about Arsenal per se, uh, but the kit itself, I'm like, all right, this, it, any kit that invokes, uh, that evokes some sort of memory, mm-hmm. those, are the, those are the ones I appreciate. Yeah. So, so I can't really think of one that I like for stylish reasons, mm-hmm. but it's more a memory of the 1990 World Cup. Like I love seeing that England kit yeah, because it brings back just memories of watching that team sure. in 1990. Yeah. But probably from a design standpoint, it's probably not that great. <laughs> I thought of one more that I that I, I I I think I would like to buy at some point is the the Cruyff Holland jersey. Do you know, do you know the story about that one? Oh, with the stripes. Yeah, because yeah. he was sponsored by Puma, so he wouldn't wear Adidas. So they had to make him a custom two stripe jersey instead of the three stripes. I, I want that yeah. two stripe. The oh, two with stripe, fourteen on the, the back long, and, yeah. long sleeve, orange and black. That that'll work for me. All, all right, right with dope. that. Also, while we were having this whole conversation, all I could think about was like the Suge Knight joke about uh, Puff Daddy when he was Puff Daddy, and like I like the idea of an eleven eleven game, and Puffy is one of those guys, and he's just like in the background dancing, like he's not actually <laughs> doing anything. He's just like, yeah, it's good like, goalkeeper, like, dude. He keeps showing feet. I know where he's going. There you go. I also we broke a little news on your show, and uh, it turns out that uh, Kovac seems to have resigned. 
not oh. getting fired. Ooh. So, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> One of the Byron, Byron members just like cocked a shotgun. And he's yeah. like, okay, it's me. I <laughs> voluntarily resign. Uh, oh, that sucks because no severance, right? Oh. If he does that, there must be some issue. Severance Coogan. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, on that note. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to part one and part two. Of a, of a crossover episode in Germany, in Deutschland. Yeah, uh, this was, uh, this but you bit, know how we end our shows. I do know how we end our shows. All right, good. Okay, but let me finish uh, my <laughs> conclusion. All right, so we'll do it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but this has been an incredible experience. I'm, I am more than just uh, 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 elated that we got to share this experience with you guys. This has been really, really cool. This podcast? This podcast. <laughs> being in Germany, we got to be in Germany together. Yes, you know sitting what, in we, this hotel room. We were in D.C. and we uh, mm-hmm. found out we were both going to uh, be here. We got yeah, yeah. sort of the invitation. We Do were I like, remember he's like, yeah, we got this Germany thing coming. I, I looked. The tail. I was like, you go to Frankfurt? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, us too. Yeah. Uh, and we that, really did. Yeah, yeah 100%. We could hug and jump yeah, on it. Both and of I, our voices got that. I was that, telling Daryl when we was. walked uh, into, uh, uh, you know, when we saw the stadium in oh, yeah. Dusseldorf, I was like, Man, like this is crazy. This yeah. is what our lives are are like. This yeah. is like something to really appreciate. <laughs> I never thought I'd be in a game where there were like that many flares going off. Like it was one of those like oh I like have seen those YouTube videos like the compilation of like crazy fans. And yeah. I was like, Whoa! Like I got to be there we're, for that. We're one of those crazy fans. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, I lit a flare in the press box. <laughs> they were not happy. <laughs> is, that what you, is that what you call going to the bathroom? Yeah. Sorry, I farted <laughs> in the press box. <laughs> they were not happy. You shouldn't have held the flare to your butt. <laughs> yeah. That's caused a, real, a much didn't. <laughs> Your flame. It, didn't even pull that wire, dude. It was just a fart lit that joint. <laughs> no, man, but this On is... On uh, that note. Yeah. I've been incredible now. I'm very, very happy that we got to share it with you love guys. You guys. So, uh, yeah, we do love you very much. No, so, we love you too. Uh, so, uh, so with that said, uh, we're going to end the show as we normally do. So for... But that, with What'd you say? But with umlauts. But with umlauts, of course. Uh, so, uh, for Daryl Grove, for Taylor Rockwell, my name is Christian Polanco. Yes, it is. And mine is Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? Das Kool-Aid! Das Kool-Aid! <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs>